Not going to say it's comfortable, but it's certainly better than yesterday. We're at least starting today at 30 as opposed to 18. No, it was 15. It was half of this yesterday. And you felt it yesterday. It was like, oh, God. Oh, my gosh. I kept complaining all day yesterday how cold my house was because I'm usually not here in my own house. And apparently I have it set where the the heat kind of not shuts off, but it goes down and it doesn't turn on as, as often during the day, right? So yesterday, I'm freezing all day long because of, well, stupid me, I guess, uh, programming my heat to be cold during the day. Actually, the story you told yesterday, because I vividly remember this, is you don't know how to run your thermostat. It was the previous owners of the home that okay. said it. That and I just true. like how you skipped right over that. You realize <laughs> that is true. I'm not mentioning that part of my life. Did you hear? This is insane. And, and would I... I think I'd get out and start walking. So Ooh. it turns out, so you know how we had the cold temperatures? Well, it turns out there were hundreds of drivers in Virginia that were stuck on I-95 for over 24 hours, including one member of Congress was stuck for over 24 hours because of this snowstorm. Now, you had mentioned yesterday that D.C., it was right outside of the D.C. area, mm-hmm. and you had mentioned that D.C., what did they get, like a record snowfall since a few years back? I think you told us that yesterday. Isn't that right? That's correct. Okay. So these poor drivers, because they're just not prepared as you go further south, like here we salt the roads or certain parts of Pennsylvania, I know, I think they use what, sawdust or something like that or or, hay? Cat litter. Cat litter. Who knows? But anyway, uh, this is one of the reporters from- Baby powder. Could be. uh, NBC (laughs) NBC News, one of their reporters from inside his car, where at the time he'd been stuck already- for around 10 hours. Listen to this. This has been a pretty insane and fairly dystopian experience. I was headed back to D.C. GPS said I'd get back around 5.15, about 7.15 with several delays. You know, it was looking pretty bad on the roads. And by 7.30, we were just at a standstill. Nobody knows how long we're going to be here or how we are going to get out. So people started turning their cars off because, frankly, people wanted to conserve gas. They didn't know how long they'd be able to stay warm. This is scary. You don't plan for a situation like this. Now, one of the images that was shown yesterday on the news with this, Mm -hmm. so I want you to envision this. This is a three-lane highway, so Mm -hmm. envision 18-wheeler in front of you, 18-wheeler behind you, two 18-wheelers next to you, one on either side. You're in this little pocket of this, and you're stuck for over 24 hours. That's just one of the many situations. I guess my question is, at what point do you just say... That's it. I'm getting out. I'm going to leave the keys in the car so that they can pull it off to the side of the road. Should they ever clean it? I'm going to start walking. Because, by the way, the other thing, there were no exits really in this whole stretch of the highway. Because people would say, well, get off the highway, Mm -hmm. you ding-a-ling. There was no Mm -hmm. real way to do that. And then the side roads were clogged. Well, and it's really hard when you, A, don't know what to do because you're like, what's going to happen to my car? B, you might think, well, it's cold out. And I'm wearing, let's say I'm going to work, right? I'm wearing like high heels or something. Then I can't go from point A to point B and walk through the snow just to get to where I need to get to. Another thing is during this gridlock, they were having good Samaritans were coming and like bringing them food and any supplies. I feel like this is a good reminder because we haven't got hit to this extent yet this season. It's a good reminder to always have the candle the matches and the blanket in your car, which is something the candle will keep you warm. And it's one of those like little survival tips that we learned from Annette years ago. And I mean, you're obviously not going to have food in your car, right? Unless you have like leftovers from work, but 
True. <laughs> but maybe have, you know, just for the winter time, like, you know, some bags of snacks or whatever. I mean, think about like if there was a baby in the car, things like that. They are going to clean up the vehicles, they said, by Tuesday. So what ended up happening is people were... Uh, being, I guess, rescued, if you will, oh, yeah. and taken away from their cars. So essentially, that is what was happening. They just weren't necessarily leaving on their own. I'm going to add to that whole candle, the you know, the lighter, the uh, blanket, and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to add to that and say a pee jar. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, always yes. have if- the emergency like empty pickle jar. Just keep it somewhere underneath mm-hmm, the seat. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds ridiculous, but it works. <laughs> but even for girls, like we can't just pee in a jar. I would have just stuck my butt out of the car. Oh well, the eighteen wheelers would have loved that too. And actually, I was thinking about this. Actually, you're the person I'd like to be stranded next to because the Why? amount of, the amount of crap you have in your car, we could survive for like three weeks. Believe totally me, right there. <laughs> 